It's Bradley Buzzed with Kyla and Jason. Hey. Here we are. It's the Bradleys, and I don't know about you, but not quite the Buzzed yet. Not quite Buzzed, no. Mm. I'd like to be, though. It was a long fucking day. I hear that and appreciate that. Already dropping that bomb. Boom. Boom. Literally... 20 seconds in. I know. I know that Steve wants me to address it, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to give it a lot of attention because it makes me sad to talk about. Mm. But we've had quite, what was the word you use? Hiatus. Hiatus, yeah. Yeah, we've been gone. Uh, It's closely related to the hyena. Bad joke. But do you want to take some accountability or should we just go past it? You know, um, I feel like we should talk, uh, you know, um, off air. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, let's move on. I'm ready to move on because it, it, it just makes me sad. Well, you know, uh, I hear you and I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, wait a minute though, Can before we jump in, because I think this episode's going to get fun. It could. Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> But at least we have an episode. (laughs) But um, can we uh, just briefly talk about our calendar? Oh, the one you uh, we just sat down with. Well, it was like a week ago, but yeah, the one we did together. Mm -hmm. So, not to get like too personal about our coupleship (laughs) Mm. (laughs) or marriage, but you know, like any other couple, USS Kaysen. We have um, we have flaws, individually, collectively, but I will admit that one of my flaws is. Do you know what I'm gonna say? Um, You're like which one? <laughs> no, it, it's definitely gonna have something to do with um, not your lack of communication, but you mm-hmm. bottling things up and not being more. Um, um, forward with me whenever you need something from me. Yeah, I think uh, a good term would be selective communication. Yes, but I will I will say I I think that might not be a good term because a lot of times that means that your your people are doing that on purpose. It's kind of like, well, you know, I didn't lie to you cuz I, I just didn't say anything. Like, well, that's selective communication in a way. But I think it's selective. Like there are things I am really over communicating communicative about Mm -hmm. and then there are things where I'm like I know I should communicate this but I want you to read my mind yeah and I think some relationships or some people it would be very easy to read their mind Mm -hmm. Um, you're not you're you are not easily readable yeah and you're not a mind reader so I am not (laughs) so anyway I am not always good about communicating the things that I need. And one of the things that you are not great about is being accountable for certain things. Or like reading minds. Or reading minds. (laughs) Exactly. So my organizational self... Is that the right term? Or did that not make any sense? Organizational. uh, Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. 
Uh, I made a calendar. And I kind of laid out our parental duties like a.m. drop-off, p.m. pickup, dinner, bath. Um, the podcast was on the calendar. What else was on the calendar? Oh, uh, family time once a week, mm-hmm. like four-hour period. Yep, I got that specific four-hour period where we dedicate it to the three of us. And if you're new, we have a daughter. I don't think anyone's new, though. Um, and then I also carved out a few hours for each of ourselves. So mommy time, daddy time, whatever we want to do. And I decided that we were going to pick what we were responsible for. We even highlighted it in specific colors, who's doing what. And it wasn't like, hey, you're going to do this. It was, hey, what do you want to do? Oh, by the way, I like to get in. Next time, a new color. Okay. So that you can see it better. <laughs> yeah. So, like, sometimes I have to really squint at it. Because what is it? Pink and blue? Yeah. I for, I didn't really think about that when I brought the highlighters home. Yeah. Like, I would just go for just a regular old school original highlighter. That'd be easy for me. Okay. Well, noted. And I will make sure that November's calendar is better. I appreciate the notation. Yep. I'm sorry, honey. I wasn't thinking about you. Anyway, it's been really great. It allows me to not have to ask or feel like I need to ask because it's right there. And I don't get anxious or worried about asking because I know how busy and hardworking you are. And, and I mean, we've only what, done it for a week. And, and yeah. I think the only things that we really didn't officially do was you time or me time. But... You last know, week was crazy. Yeah, last we week. We had a sick toddler. Yeah, we had a sick kid. And and I don't even want to go into that other than yeah. first time our, our baby has been sick in, she is almost 15 months, right? Yeah, almost 15 months old. Yeah, getting there. Uh, which is a year and three months. Um, and <laughs> she has not been sick yet. So her first kind of illness was quite traumatic for me. Um and it wasn't just a cold. So. As, yeah, as all you parents know, a, a toddler that can't say, hey, here's what hurts or, you know, it's like, it's heartbreaking. And and I do, I guess the last thing I'll say about her, like Sailor getting sick was, you know, we were told by her pediatrician one thing and, and it wasn't what I would consider a misdiagnosis by any means because, you know, it's hard. You go see him one time and you're going to, you're going to, you know, call it as you see it. Well, and a toddler's not really letting you examine them yeah. the way that they need to be, you know? For sure. And, you know, one morning, like at 6 a.m., Kyla's just like, I'm going to take her to the ER. And, you know, in that moment, I thought to myself, because I'd read up about what the uh, pediatrician said it was, I read up about it, and I'm like, okay, you're going to walk in there, and they're going to be like, uh, yeah, it is what it is, and you can't do anything. It's kind of like, like, I thought I was like going to the ER for a cold. You know, right. well, there's there's definitely definitely truth in uh, paternal instincts, and especially on the, I think on the on the mom side, like because turns out she had something else that was more focused, basically. Um, Essentially, we were told she had hand, foot, and mouth. Yeah, which is very common for children, and we our daughter does not go to daycare. Our daughter is with my parents. She's not exposed to other kids. 
normally that disease is transferred between kids in daycare mm-hmm. and saliva and all that. So it was very shocking for us to find out that was what it was. When initially I thought it was teething. Yeah, and she was teething too. She was teething too. <laughs> so it, was so. The, it was that combined with poor girl, just her whole mouth was just... And what was the what was the the, uh, the official term? Stomatitis. Stomatitis, which if you look it up, more severe. Yeah. But concentrated more in the mouth, so we didn't really know. We couldn't see. Um, we just knew that her mouth was clearly painful because she wasn't eating, she wasn't drinking, she wasn't letting us brush her teeth. And the morning that I took her to the ER, uh, I had picked her up out of her crib, and blood just poured out of her mouth. Yeah. That was like, okay. Um, um, <laughs> and by the way... I don't know what what's happening, but I am going to go get more answers. Yeah, and by the way, 90% of the population in this country has either had that or has it at some point. And it's mostly when you're a kid, and it's great because usually the first time is the worst. Yeah. And it's pretty much a, a, a done deal by then. But essentially, she had blisters um, mm-hmm. on the inside of her mouth, which really was affecting the way she was eating and drinking and... You know, even She's like a, not a happy camper. Yeah, even like a sippy cup could be painful. So, but no, like I'm glad that Kyla went because she trusted her instincts and and why she was emotionally upset. You know, I kind of I didn't take it for granted, but I thought to myself like maybe I was a little too relaxed in the situation. Like, uh, well, they're gonna go there. They're gonna be like, oh, we can't do anything. But you know, uh, mind you, I had lost a lot of sleep that week before. Yeah, we we actually are very lucky. We have a great sleeping baby she Mm -hmm. sleeps through the night like usually 12 hours and it's gonna backfire on us tonight so knock on wood but she's a really great sleeper so when she wasn't sleeping and it was i was up a lot um and only because you were at work but it was just i was emotionally yeah and just drained and it was our first our first challenge with Mm -hmm. her being sick and you know like i said kyle went to the er calls me finally because the reception sucks where she, at Trill University for her and I'm kind of getting nervous. I'm like, um, I'm like, I will come there and we didn't know what the rules were about two parents being there at the time. Well, I didn't really give you the option. I was like, I'm going to the emergency room. Bye. This yeah. was, this was 6.30 in the morning because mm-hmm. that's usually, well, probably closer to 7. That's usually when we leave and it was, I picked her up to get her dressed for the day and I was like, whoa. Yeah. And I didn't really give you the option. I was like, I'm going to the hospital. Bye. Yeah, and I. I was still kind of. I remember once we got back to the room, I got a text from you. It was like, so should I get an Uber? <laughs> yeah, because we're still one one car family. Um, yeah. And I was like, do you want me to come there? And then I I started texting her. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Do you want me to come there? I'll come there. Like, where are you? I knew she's at Children's Mercy, but I didn't know any of the other details. And then I didn't know we didn't know about the rules of like, you know, right now they're kind of being limited on on one parent being back there, or whatever. So it was kind of. I thought, like, okay, just relax. And then after, like, an hour, I'm like, uh, I tried calling, didn't get a response. Um, I think I waited because I didn't want to also, I knew Kylo was stressed, so I didn't want to, you know, um, call three or four times and her be like, well, if you want to know what's going on, you should be here. So, <laughs> you know, as a, as, a, as, as a dad and the husband, I'm thinking along those lines. And finally, she, you know, I call her and she answers. And I was just like, hey, I've been trying to text you. Should I come there? And she's like, no. And explain it to me but you know the bottom line is her motherly instincts were spot on you know so chalk that up to a mom win right there yeah and we've got a kid that's on the mend she's still a little uh, raspy <laughs> yes but her <laughs> mood is much better she's sleeping again the way that she 
was prior. She's eating a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful it was nothing more serious than that. But challenging as first-time sick kid parents. 100%, yeah. I, I And I'm, I'm just – I'm hoping we can stall the next time she gets sick to where <laughs> she can communicate with words. Yeah. Because I think that would be a game changer. It's still going to be sad. I, I know I know. no one wants to ever see their kids Or that sick. she can understand that, like, what we're doing is going to help oh you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. giving her medicine was brutal. <laughs> I felt like a, like a, like you watch those old movies about, uh, like, um, like psych wards or mental hospitals where, like, these weirdos come in and, like, like the white, not nurses, yes. like the men, and they hold someone down while they're force-fed yes. the medicine, like. That's and she's looking like. at you like, why are you doing yeah. this? And I'm like, this will help. <laughs> I know. It was the worst. Also, here's some whiskey. Okay. The- <laughs> we didn't do that. The good news is we're past it. So. Yeah. I think it was funny. I was telling um, um, a person that um, works for me. Um, she's in her 60s. And uh, I was telling her kind of what was going on. And she goes, yeah, when I was a kid and even like, you know, um, when I was even like a teenager, like. My mom, like in those situations, would would absolutely rub whiskey on it or give me whiskey. Crazy how times are different. Yeah, I thought about it though. <laughs> <laughs> it only took us like a century to realize that you probably shouldn't give your kids whiskey. <laughs> All right. Well, should we uh, jump into some fun stuff? All right. Let's take a quick break so we can both refill because I think we both need it, and then um, we're gonna have some fun. Bradley buzzed. All right. So tonight we have, it's kind of like a little game, but you know, not. I mean, I guess it is. So we've each written down five topics, Mm. random topics on small pieces of paper, and we've thrown them in a hat. So there are 10 topics in this hat here. You can't see. I can. Um... And we're each just going to take turns drawing them, and then we're going to discuss them. So we might do three. We might do five. We'll just kind of see where it goes. But I'm nervous because we don't know what each other wrote down. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's a combination. Um, I don't know about yours, but mine are like, you know, there's a couple serious ones, but there's a couple funny ones. Yeah, same. So, you know, could be this if we if we draw the wrong ones this could end up being a super serious <laughs> yeah. episode um but we'll we'll tell you uh whose topic it was just for reference um but here we go so i'm going to let you draw first here you go babe all right i'm not going to look i'm going to do this like old school style you didn't fold yours quite like mine so i think you're going to be able to tell so um, don't like don't be throwing it back in there no they all feel pretty similar let me describe to the listeners what i'm feeling oh my gosh come on Small pieces. Is he's looking at you like, what is he doing? <laughs> All right, I got one. Okay, that's definitely yours. Yeah. Uh oh. What <laughs> I'm opening. Kylie, you call it play by play. Uh, is it yours or is it mine? I feel like yours were folded, mine were crumpled. It's mine. Oh God, <laughs> you got excited. So. No, I no. Um, oh. All right. The topic is mm. shark diving. Or okay. shark expeditions, and I have Ooh. A, and I have a reason uh, that I wrote this topic down. Okay, so what was the reason that it came to you? So, um, um, a gentleman we both know, Brent Alt. Oh yeah. Um, he was telling me um, Sunday that he's super excited for this trip. He's going to be going on here pretty soon. 
um, and, and, and how he met, I'll do this real briefly. He, um, he's a former Marine. Well, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that because they say once a Marine, always a Marine. So that's improper to say that. But anyway, he's a Marine. Um, he's a personal trainer. Um, he runs a gym. And he's also a fucking lunatic. <laughs> so this guy. One likes, of my favorite people he's though, ever. He's hilarious. So he, he just runs the bull just for shits and giggles, you know. But he jumps out of airplanes and he goes on all these crazy awesome trips. And he likes to document him and all that good stuff. But yeah, he's um, done like month excursions with like yeah. no technology and just like kind of yeah. lives off the land. Yeah, he loves it. And uh, he was telling me this story that he's always wanted to kind of like, he, he always, I think he's a certified scuba diver. Um, he's big into that. So anyway, this guy comes into the PBR, uh, one time and, um, he goes again on the bull and he, it was very obvious he, he was missing an arm. I don't know if he had a prosthetic or what. Oh no, I know where this is going because I know Brent's humor. And then he said, the guys, him and I were talking, or him and Brent were talking and he said, Hey, by the way, I want to let you know, I'm awesome. He couldn't tell. He's like, I'm also missing a leg. And Brent was like, okay, man. Okay. I'm still going to mess you up, you know? <laughs> so he gets on there and the guy was like, guy was like, I love it. So he gets on there and, and of course Brent does his thing and, and, and throws him off. And so he comes off the bull and, 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 you know, Brent was assuming being a veteran that something happened in war or whatever, like an IED. And he started talking to the guy and the guy's like, no, actually, man, um, shark attack. Was he lying? No, he was serious. What? He was serious. That's like so rare. I guess he, I guess he jumped as like a hammerhead shark too. He jumped in the water and he and when he where jumped, I, he um you have to get the story from Brant. Okay, he, this guy basically jumped in the water and he didn't mean to, but he kicked or landed or something on a on a on a on a shark, and it attacked him. Wow! And Brent was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry to hear that." And the guy was like, "No, no, man." He's like, it, "Yeah, did it suck?" Yes. He goes, "But it's opened up so many opportunities to me." And anyway, this led to a conversation to where he was like, "Dude, I go on this yearly." like shark diving thing and he's gonna have to correct me if i'm wrong i want to say it was like in guatemala it's somewhere it is like the epitome of the um, shark mating season right so that sounds safe so um well they don't they don't know so they go down in cages there but anyway so he's telling me the story where basically like he's going to go on this trip but and it's expensive but i mean why not you know for if you're if you're into that type of stuff yeah. But um, you go down, and it's, like, the peak of, like, I th- I'm pretty sure, like, the Great Whites. Okay. And these these are, you know, 15, 16-foot-long giant sharks. So the reason I wrote the topic down was because he's describing it to me. And they have, I guess they have two kinds of cages. They have a cage that is essentially barely in the water. Mm-hmm. And you kind of jump into it, and it's, you know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then they have one that goes down 25, 30 feet. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get the real good stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's going, and he's he wants to do all this stuff. You know, he's already talking about it. he's got this thing that you, you stick the GoPro outside yep. of the cage, and and you try to get him close. Do you watch Shark Week at all? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so he's going to be there during Shark Week. That's awesome. That's why it's so expensive. It's during Shark yeah. Week. Yeah. Um, but no, he was telling me the story. It's kind of fascinating, and I was sitting there thinking, like, nope, never. I would never, never, never do it. Oh. But I was thinking. I think Kyler probably would. Totally. I don't know that I'd want to be in a cage, though. Well, you can't free swim with them during mating season. That's just... Well, no. I mean, not during mating season, but I think it... I think I would rather swim not during mating season, but not be in a cage. Like, I'd want to be able to, like, pet them and... Well, that's, that's the thing about the cage is, like, his whole thing is, like, I want to touch one when it goes by. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... 
I don't want to be in a cage when I do it. But definitely not during meetings. I mean, I don't really know the statistics on that, but totally something I would do. Nailed it. Yeah. I figured We're you, different in that in that yeah. way. Like I like the adrenaline stuff. See, I think you would be more willing to. I think you, here's the difference between you and I. Um, first off, you know I don't like water that much, so obviously I'm out on any. Oh kind yeah, of there's diving. that. Um, I think you would absolutely. I know you would absolutely jump out of an airplane. Yeah. And I would much rather. I'm. I would not ever jump out of an airplane, but I would. Be, I would go in an airplane like the Blue Angels and have my guts spun around. Yeah, you know that'd be I mean? cool. That's way more exciting to me than jumping on an airplane. Well, you've always wanted to be a pilot. Yeah, and you know what pilots don't want to do? Jump out of an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it means bad news bears yeah, if for sure. If they're having to jump. Sure, but yeah. That was uh that's okay. that's why I wrote down the uh, shark expedition deal. Okay, got it. And I hope I, I Brent, if you ever listen to this, I hope I did you right by that. That was <laughs> my recollection. I have a feeling Brent's not listening to any podcasts. Well, you know, once I tag him in this shit, he'll listen to it. <laughs> All right. All right, my turn. So yep. you gotta you gotta right, jingle on. the hat. Jingle on the hat. It's kinda like the bean. Here we go. Okay, what? All right. All right, this is yours because I can tell that it's folded. Uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is it going to be funny or serious? Uh-oh, she can't read my handwriting because I'm terrible at it. Mm. I'm going to give it a... Uh, the second word I don't know. Gucci grass stained pants. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Honey, we got to work on your G's. Because one G is one way, and grass G is another way. Well, I tried to write the G in Gucci like the logo. Okay. Because, you know, I'm buying up all that Gucci. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so where are we going with this? All right. So let me... Uh, Gucci grass stained pants. Yeah. So let me uh, brief you on this. Well, uh, make it quick. I, I'm going to. So essentially, um, a story I saw today... <laughs> grass stains are now in. Gucci is selling Stop. a Gucci is selling a pair of twelve hundred dollar jeans that appear to be pre-stained with grass. Okay, they're per- reaching. <laughs> presumably for customers with deep pockets, you want to pull off the down-to-earth look without actually getting dirty. Okay, so, we're gonna go ahead. Finish. So, I'll let you finish. So literally, they are. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Cool. You know, those are overalls. First off. Well, true, but, you know, but no, so. Here's the thing. I just want to get your thoughts on that. <laughs> if anybody wants some authentically stained pants, doesn't even have to be Gucci. I will happily drag your ass through the grass. Mm-mm. And then I think that should be the end of that, <laughs> that topic. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, cause I... People are paying $1,200. Did you say 1200 or 15 1200 Unreal. No. I'll drag your ass through the grass just fine. This is your... uh, Yeah. You got to hold the hat, though. Next topic. Here we go. I have a feeling we're going to draw all of Jason's topics. No, this is definitely going to be yours. Because I wadded mine and you folded yours. This is is a wad. Mm, Dun, dun, dun. Definitely your handwriting. Um, All right. Ooh. Okay. What is it? I'm I, I'm excited. You can't about read. It. Uh, oh. so, so let, 
I thought it was my handwriting. It is your handwriting, and you have great handwriting. Thank you. Um, celebrity influence and politics. Ooh. All right. I Good like, topic. I feel like you've been talking about or thinking about this one. No. I mean, well, it's always something I think about. What's your thought on... Don't put it back in there. Okay. What's your thought on celebrities discussing, promoting, influencing their political views? Um, I would say it's very mixed. Um, your your thought on it is mixed? No, no, no. My, I guess my views on it are very mixed. Okay. Because... I certainly think if they vote or if they're American citizens, by all means, their opinion is relevant and matters. Um, I think what I don't like is some of the people that, um, some of the celebrities that talk about, um, and let's face it, uh, the vast majority of of celebrities all lean a certain way, and and that's democratic. Like, this is, it is what it is, but... um, I think there's a reason behind that. But anyway, if you're a person like, example, Paris Hilton, I just don't think that your opinion carries as much weight as the regular everyday person. And I understand using your platform, but... Why? Because their their concept of struggle is getting busted with a sex tape or getting caught at a nightclub with the wrong person like that actually makes you more money <laughs> yeah true like but they're like i think there's a there's a listen people who are celebrities and and, and came from nothing and made it even those people kind of tend to change their thoughts as they get to a certain point but i just think there's a lot of times celebrities that are that are very disconnected from the everyday real world that the vast majority of this country lives in and I, but I don't mean I, I don't want to say that that means their opinions don't matter, but I think it's very easy to sit there on on uh, on your Twitter account and 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 want rainbows and unicorns and all these things because you haven't felt struggle um, for so long. If that makes any sense, makes total sense. What's do you want to know my take on it? I, I do. <laughs> yes. So. I think that celebrities are in a unique position and they have a platform that should be, that they should feel grateful for and not entitled to. Um, and I think the celebrities that, and let's just talk about politics, not other things, but celebrities that use their platform to encourage people to vote and or educate themselves on topics um, and politics. I think those celebrities are in the right space. Encourage people to educate and inform themselves. I think as a celebrity, you and I'm just saying this, I don't think any celebrity should be able to voice their political views and encourage people to vote one way or another. And I get it. Like, part of our constitutional right is freedom of speech. 100% agree with that. However, 
a lot of young people in the climate of today's world look to celebrities for advice, suggestions, um, trends, like all of those things. Voting in politics is so crucial to the way that our country operates that I don't think it's something that celebrities should be able to influence normal citizens let me on let me um rebuttal that with i understand what you're saying mm-hmm. but at the same time i think that the way people come up the, their backgrounds all that stuff have a obviously a definite uh, um, role in 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 where they are politically and and who they do vote for i think that it's obviously going to be hard, and you mentioned freedom of speech. It's going to be hard to say, hey, you know, if you have a platform, if you're a celebrity, you should kind of keep it just either um, non-political. But honestly, what I'm is—is is that not what you're saying? I'm no, sorry. no, no. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not implying that it's realistic that we put some kind of filter yeah. or. I think it's a responsibility thing. I think. I'm just going to put this out there, but I think a lot of celebrities demand and request privacy for their lives when it comes to paparazzi Mm -hmm. or media um, stepping in when they have family or personal issues going on. I think the same should apply when it comes to politics and honestly, like real life hardships that they really can't in that current situation adapt with. Are, do you want to help a battered female out of an abusive situation? By all means, please promote that platform because there isn't. It's there, not political. It, it's not political. Yeah. But, and- but, but you have these celebrities who are saying, vote for so-and-so, vote for so-and-so, vote for so-and-so. And it goes both ways. It's not like you have... Barely More on one ways. side or... Yeah, like it's... I mean, it's like 90-10. Yes, but, but... I will say... But you have to... But 90-10 on the vocal yeah. side of things. There's a lot of people that... A lot of celebrities, too, that don't talk about it. Because mm-hmm. so many celebrities rely on popularity. And they're... Yeah. And, and those that their jobs rely on popularity, sometimes talk about things that maybe they don't totally agree with, but it's going to, it's going to boost their platform. For sure. And, um, I got to say something, which I think is inauthentic. So I'm just going to stop there. Um, and I'll say one more thing about it and then we got to take another quick break because your battery's about to go dead on your, uh, microphone there. Perfect. (laughs) Um, I pretty much, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I would say though, that the ultimate responsibility and this is also kind of unrealistic is on the fans of celebrities to do their thing and to do their research and not let a celebrity be your ultimate deciding factor. If you do your research, let's say the upcoming presidential election, if you do your research and you and you know who you want to vote on based on that person's policies, which keep in mind, everybody, policies are the most important thing. It's not who's the better speaker, it's not who's better looking. It's not a the, the presidential race is not a popularity contest. At the end of the day, it is about policy. 
So if you support one person's policies over the other and you've done your research and it happens to align with your favorite celebrity, good for you. But if you, if you literally are like, man, I don't know what to do, and I'm not just talking the presidential race, any, any race, and you're letting someone like a Kanye West or a... Uh, Who's off his fucking rocker. His off his rocker, <laughs> you know, sometimes, absolutely. Um, or or even, even one of my favorite celebrities, Justin Timberlake. Like, you should not let celebrities influence you at the end of the day. Or, or if they help educate you, if you hear something the celebrity says and you're like, oh, man, oh, that sounds crazy. And you research it, well, good on them. That's bringing an awareness. But there's a difference between bringing an awareness and getting you excited or, or, or at least encouraged enough to go do your own research and read about it versus... I like this celebrity so much, I'm going to vote because of what they're saying. Because but, they, said, they said, vote this person. But the public isn't responsible enough to do that. I mean, I yeah, I, I yeah, think I about just influencers in general. Like, Kim Kardashian says, buy this foundation. And people are like, well, I got to have it because Kim Kardashian said so. Yeah. yeah it's no. just an unrealistic... It's just... It, it, it doesn't... It doesn't benefit anyone. So I personally feel like... Celebrities have a duty to encourage people and their followers to educate themselves mm -hmm. versus you got to vote for this. You got to vote for this. You got to vote for this. This is what's important, blah, 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 blah. Because the youth, and I hate to say this, but 18-year-olds, most of them in today's world are not fucking responsible enough to educate themselves. Mm -hmm. And I said most of them, not all, but most of them, to really learn the issues and the policies and, and what's actually happening and affecting them. Because quite frankly, this generation that's coming up hasn't had to be responsible for much. Their feelings are coddled. Their participation is awarded. They're allowed to be upset and make decisions on things that aren't actually that important. And so I just think we're in a climate where we have to be, where celebrities especially have to be very careful about what they say because it could be not, the word I want to use is not detrimental, but it could affect people's judgments because of their popularity or because of a movie they were a part of or because of a product they endorsed or yeah. like things that are false and not authentic. Well, and right now, anytime, you know, someone that's very liberal uh, gets behind a boycott, uh, that's, that's been a, that's been an Oh, age, it's the next movement. But that's the, that's, that's a, uh, not a trick, but that's a, um, I don't know what I call it, but that, that's a, a playbook move basically that, the, the left has used for years and years and years is boycotting. Let's boycott. Let's boycott. Well, cancel the, culture. True. And uh, the, honestly, people that are on the right, they're just not the boycott type, you know, like they will, but it's got to take some pretty crazy things for them to go out and be like, I will not see that movie. And if you really want to break it down, if you, if you could break down, like let's say a movie makes a hundred million dollars opening weekend. If you could break down like, if the people spending that money are Democrat or Republican or independent or, you know, progressives or moderates, whatever, you'd be surprised. Because it, it's not like even though Hollywood, for example, is 95% liberal, it's not 95% of liberals going out and spending all the money on their products. It's just 
a difference between caring about that type of stuff. Like most people yes. that I know that are conservatives, like, you know, it's just like, okay, like, I don't like what uh, this guy said about something, but it looks like a good movie. I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> I think that's, uh, I think that's the difference. And that's, this is going to show like kind of my colors, so to speak. But I think the right side, and I don't mean right in the sense of right and wrong. Direction. Right. I mean. Politically on the right. Politically on the right. They just don't have time to worry <laughs> to worry about those kinds of things. They have bigger issues in their lives. They have more focus on other things. And it's it it in my opinion, I'm stuttering a little bit, but in my opinion, like they got work to do. Well, they got shit to resolve. Like and and to tiptoe around those types of issues, it's like or to consider those things like well, whatever. I don't have time for that. Well, I think it's also I don't know if if the right or left if they work more or less or whatever, but I do think that um you know the, the people that are Republican or or more to the right they're just kind of like it's they they care about a few things. And if you start messing with those few things, they'll get a little riled up. Totally. Um but they're not they're not nearly as um, hyper aware or hyper concerned about almost every issue, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like they really care about a few things, mm-hmm. and they're really, really important. And they're going to create a ruckus when well, those things are those limits are pushed. Well, they're awesome. And the, the other side is like, we care about a lot of things. All the, yeah. And we're going to spread our concern all over the place. Yeah. The biggest difference is, you know, Republicans, for example, believe in small government and states' rights. They believe that the federal government should it definitely still exist, but at a very, a much smaller level and states should be, individual states should be left to their own to dictate and to make their own rules on very tough topics, the Democrats believe in big government and federal control. So everything comes from the top down. So on your really hard topics, let's you know, let's just hit a really big one. So all the Democrats that think that Trump is Hitler, mm-hmm. a dictator, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm just gonna stop there. Never mind. Yeah. I'm not gonna go on. Yeah, but no, there's just a, yeah, there's a big difference. And I totally understand what you're saying, and we need to change that battery. So, all right, break. microphone's dying. Quick commercial. Bradley buzzed. All right, battery has been replaced, and uh, I think it's about time to draw another topic. And, right. and and I'm hoping this topic, <laughs> unlike the dinner we're going to have after our podcast, isn't quite as heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's spaghetti, but whatever. Uh, hey, what rounds of spaghetti? Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. It's uh, my turn to draw. Bad joke Tuesday. Okay, here we go. Always on a roll with those. Draw a big one. Draw a big one. Ooh, <laughs> you like it big. Okay. <laughs> well, I married you. Uh, this is yours. Okay. Hopefully I can read it this time. Oh, my gosh. We went from one. <laughs> oh, no. What is it? One serious topic to another. Brianna Taylor decision. Oh, I can hit this one real quick if you want me to. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
Go for it. <laughs> it was your topic. Um, so I've been like, you know, I, I don't have a, much of a social media presence by any means, but I've 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 posted a few. What? What? <laughs> you don't have much of a social media presence? Not really. I mean, as far as followers and all that type of stuff. Oh, okay. You're yeah. You're not an influencer. No. Um, I'm about nine thousand short, but uh. <laughs> But I, I will say that there's been a couple times I posted it because, you know, I, I get frustrated when I see all the, you know, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor thing. And it's not that I necessarily disagree with uh, the sentiment. I disagree with the law, which is preventing the cops from being arrested. And I wish that the message was more like change the laws, change the laws or let's figure out, like, how why did this happen and how we can prevent it from happening again? Because this week, um, right now, in the last couple of days, they've been essentially boarding up Louisville, Kentucky, uh, mm-hmm. the federal courthouse, all the downtown, because they're preparing, and they're preparing for the uh, Kentucky Attorney General's uh, announcement of the decision. And good or bad, you know, I think there's probably going to still be a little bit of protesting, but I think they're preparing because most people, and I'm not a lawyer by any means, um, quite short of that capability, uh, educationally speaking. But I've listened to a lot of lawyers on both sides of the argument, and the fact of the matter is, according to the law, it's going to be very hard to charge the police with any kind of thing. Maybe some kind of reckless endangerment or some kind of stuff like that. And the reason I wanted to talk about this topic, if it got pulled out of the hat, was because... I think we have to start being more realistic in this country um, when these when these tragedies happen. Um, we can't let politics get involved, and we can't let rioters and protesters um, influence decisions and get rid of laws. If we want to, if we want to change the laws, that's that 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 is an understandable situation. But uh, I mean, an attorney general for a state should not be pressured into circumventing the law because they think um, that if they don't do something that circumvents the law, they're going to have protesters on their front lawn. Or, you know what I mean? Like, we're getting to a point to where um, people, some people want us to ignore the rules because they're, they're very passionate about it. And at the end of the day, from what I understand about the case, when there's more information that's come out, is essentially, they originally had a no-knock warrant, which is a, a topic that is definitely debatable. Um, I've I've listened to some cops talk about why no-knock importance are actually an oft, oftentimes safer. Um, but the fact of the matter is, they ended up having a no-knock warrant that didn't get canceled. They actually did a knock warrant, and Breonna Taylor's boyfriend heard them he says he didn't understand that they said they were cops he's the one that shot first and of course cops when they get shot at they shoot back and I'm not trying to defend cops um i usually do and i often most likely will in situations like this um but i think the media and everyone jumped on this story so quick and it became such a huge thing um it's kind of like the the trending thing of the summer when it comes to um, police violence, besides, obviously, George Floyd, which no one can argue with that situation. That was murder, in, in my opinion, still. Um, 
yeah, were there complications? And and will a cop go down for murder in that situation? No, because once again, we have laws. But it, that was a shitty job by a cop, and we all have that on video. Breonna Taylor's situation, in my opinion, is just a lot different, and it's sad. It, it's it's tragic. Anytime someone dies like this, it's tragic. But I don't know. I think it's just important that we're going into this week, and they're supposed to announce it this week. And there's there's going to be some violence. There's going to be protests, and Louisville's not going to look good this week. Um, and I think that if more people took the time to really understand the case and they took their personal feelings out of it, and they try to look at it as, here is the law. You can still be mad about it, that it happened, and upset about it, that it happened. But you have to understand that at the end of the day, attorney generals, prosecutors, whether they be state, federal, whatever, they, they have a book to go by. And this book says what they can do with their powers. They can't just say, you know what? Oh, man. I can't let our city burn down. Um, I got to go ahead and charge these people just to save our buildings. Or, or you know, It doesn't work that way. So I, I wish some of the protesters and the people that are really upset about it would refocus their attention on, on being preventative and, and not reactionary. So that's all I got to say about that. Do I get to comment? Absolutely, if you want to. So uh, <laughs> the whole thing sucks. All the way around. It's not ideal. And this situation, not ideal. And a lot of the situations, the social injustice that have happened and taken place over this last year, and not even just this last year, but, but met, you know, the last few years and many years leading up to that, no one wants that. At the end of the day, no one wants anyone to be treated. I shouldn't say no one, but a majority of people don't want people to be treated differently because of race, religion, uh, financial status, any of those things. I think the majority of the United States of America, average citizen, wants everyone to be treated equally. I think that's the ultimate goal. I think that's why people love this country. I think that's, and maybe I'm naive, and maybe I sound really naive saying that, but I think that's the ultimate goal. Um, I think what a lot of people are fighting for right now and what are the, what people are voicing their opinions about right now is the changes in laws. And they're mad about things that are happening, but what they need to be focused on is changing the laws. And what do we need to do as a society to change those laws or make them better and not let's hold so-and-so accountable for something that actually isn't illegal by law. Um, or let's change this law to hold this person accountable, but let's still have that law in place for other situations. And I think that's, I think we're on a, currently on a very dangerous path. You know, we, we hear a lot about defund the police. What happens when we defund the police? And, you know, it's a joke, but let's just say we do that. We defund the police department and it's an underfunded organization 
um, an entity. Yeah, and what? Hang on. Oh, sorry. What happens when someone calls and they're saying, "My brother is being held at gunpoint right now. Someone get here before he's shot and murdered." And that's just like, I'm going to the extreme. It could be anything. It could be any violent crime. And the dispatcher on the other end is, okay, well, that's going to cost you. Or, um, unfortunately, we don't have the budget to meet your request. I know that sounds extreme. But (laughs) when we're talking about defunding And I know that defunding is not the literal term of what people are going for when they say defund the police. They really want to reallocate dollars and and think about what that means. But we're in a a very dangerous situation. You know, it's like, um, God, we're going to get done something else. But never mind. I'm not even going to go. (laughs) I think that's a different, a whole different thing. But um, it is a very dangerous thing. To say, we all rely on our first responders to protect and serve and to help when we need them. But what happens when we take away their already limited financial support? Yeah. We're looking at something completely different. We're looking at if my mother is involved in a potentially fatal car crash, the... EMTs don't have the proper equipment to cut her out of that car wreck and save her life. And I'm not saying that that's like, you know, that is a wide net. I'm not saying that defund the police means that we're defunding EMTs and the medical personnel, but but that's how this stuff trickles down is we're going even further than just the police. We're going to other city departments who keep our public safe. So I think we have to be very careful in that sense, and also have to think about what is law, mm-hmm. what is what is constitutionally right and wrong, and and what our judicial system sees as law and not law. And if we want to change those laws, we got to go about that in the right way. And there's there's room for changing those laws, and there's processes to do that. But but going out and setting fires to businesses and and protesting and and that's just not really the way way to get things accomplished no and you just sound pissed off yeah and i got three thoughts i'm gonna try to get in real quick for if you get one sorry i went on no 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 no, no. um it's in response to to your comments in a way but like uh first things first this is why states rights are so important because if you leave it up to the states to decide what their rules are, what their laws are, you know what? That gives us all options. So if you want to live in a state to where you basically can't defend your own property without potentially being charged with murder, if that's a state for you, then if, this, if, if that state, whether let's say it's just California, if they want to make it to where there's like literally one situation to where you can defend your own property by shooting someone then everyone can flock there. Um, if, if, if you're the type of person to where you don't want anyone coming on your land and you want the castle doctrine, which pretty much is like, listen, if you're even close to my land and I feel you know, like you're threatening, I can, like, that's why states' rights are so important and, and federal overreach is 
is is an often oftentimes too much. Now, don't get me wrong. There's always going to be room for federal laws, but this country was founded on under the concept of several states and colonies or colony. what, you know, I was gonna say colonies. Yeah, you know, originally, and it's just like that. That's that's what makes this what's supposed to make this country beautiful is if you want to be left alone and you you want there's own, a place for you. Yeah, and you own you want to own fifty shotguns and you're that type of person. We're like, listen, <laughs> no one comes on my land. There should be a state for you, and it's probably called Montana. Or oh, I want to go. <laughs> Um, but if you want to be the person where you want to live in a state that's very, 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 very hard on guns, and by the way, good luck getting illegal guns off the street, maybe California's for you, or maybe like a little, one of the little Northeast, uh, uh, um, states like your Delawares or whatever are, is where you want to be mm-hmm. or Massachusetts, whatever. But at the end of the day, like that, that was the original concept of this country is to where we all could choose like. Man, I'm digging fucking Montana right now. I'm going to live this life, and I'm going to live this life. And lastly, as far as the defund the police thing, I think that a lot of the uh, the people in the country that are, you know, running around with um, cardboard signs with defund the police on it, I think they're maybe a little bit confused. Um, like, you, you kind of you you hit on it. Yeah. That you know the, the 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 concept of defund the police isn't necessarily you just take the money away you reallocate it, but for example, me personally, um, I'm not about defund the police at all. I think that we could always use more police and they could always use more money. If you want to argue the fact that why do some police departments have tanks or not tanks but like armored vehicles, I see where you're coming from. I still disagree with you because look at all this shit going on and how many times they've had to use them. You know, can you imagine, like, hey, man, Marines, can we borrow um, an armored vehicle? We have some protests coming on. Yeah, I'll be there in a week. No, that's stupid. I understand why they got to have that stuff. But I think a lot of people are like me. I am open-minded to the concept of reform the police. And when I say reform, I mean, I do think they should all get better training. And I do think that maybe there's a way to where if it's uh, dealing with a homeless person, for example, that we could have an option to where maybe a, 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 an actual police officer didn't have to show up. And maybe that is a social worker situation who's like a hybrid police officer, social, police officer, social worker, you know, a bit more of a trained expert in the social work situation. So I understand reevaluating how everything happens, but we, we, you do not want to see United States of America where several states have defunded the mm. police <laughs> and gotten rid of cops. Because if you think for a single second that less cops and more social workers or less cops and less protective equipment and all the things that we want cops to have to be safe is a smart idea, I, I, you know what? That's why we need states' rights. Because let's 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 let a couple states make that decision, <laughs> so we can all be like, yeah, that's what happens. Uh, I'd like to purchase a police officer to come save my ass, right? Yeah, now. I mean, we've we've all seen that. Well, we haven't probably all, but some of doesn't us doesn't work that way. Some of us have, have seen the videos to where simultaneously, someone is protesting and they they have a defund the police sign. And 25 minutes into the protest, help me! Something bad happens, and they're screaming at the top of their lungs for the police. Yeah. So, what are y'all gonna do? You get, you, who's gonna show up for you? Like, um, no like, 
No one. It's just it, the, the defund the police thing in the in the core concept of it is is fairly ridiculous in my opinion. I like if I lived in a city like that, whether I was on left side, right side, middle, don't give a shit side. All of the protesting and everything that you're doing just deters people from contributing to your city. So literally all you're doing is driving your city into the ground. So you're, yeah, are you putting your name, the city's name on the map? Are you, are you bringing awareness to your city? Sure. But you are just... <laughs> not in a good way. Not in a good way, no. And it doesn't matter what side you're on. It doesn't matter if you're for it, against it, okay with it, eh, don't really give a shit about it. You don't want to go there. Well, and, and look it up. L- look, this is a fact, and I, I don't know much about Portland, but in, in the state of California, people are leaving. Flocking. You look at the governor in New York, Cuomo, mm. and he's begging people to come back. People don't want to be there. You're literally restricting everyone in their livelihood. Like, and that just goes back to COVID. But, I mean, you got to be very careful about what happens in your city because you can either drive it into the ground or make it something that is what people want to be a part of. And when you're protesting for... 90 days straight, setting things on fire, destructing property. I can guarantee you it doesn't matter what just happened in your city. It will not come back for a decade minimum. So all of these people in Portland that are defacing property, that are um, acting fucking fools, you're not standing for anything. And I'm not saying they belong to one organization or another or they're fighting for one thing or another. You have a lot of people at high It's just like... Yeah, a lot of a lot of people have hijacked the movement. Totally, and and we've lost the real focus of things. And um, in that case, like you're just one driving your city into the ground, which means no tax dollars, which means all of these things that you want improved and better and blah 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 doesn't fucking happen. Well, can you imagine, like <laughs> you know, so when people, when especially in in, in Let's, let's focus on probably one of the most important demographics of, of when you're a city and you're and you want people to move to your city. You want young professionals. You want young people who are going to come there, potentially a single or new couples, and they're going to lay down roots and they're going to they're going to contribute to your city. They're going to make good money. They're going to work hard. Um, do you really think about the person that is getting excited right now because they live in like Idaho? <laughs> and they see all this crazy shit going on in a place like Portland, and they're like, "I want to live there." No, they apparently no one. They're they're, they're probably they probably have a juvenile record. Let's face it, uh, they probably want to come to your city because it looks really fun to smash shit at night, and they probably really don't give a shit about the what the movement was originally supposed to be. Right. So you know, keep it up. But you it, lost your message. You've yeah. lost credibility. You've just turned your city into fucking shambles. So. Yes. Congratulations. Yes, 100%. Um, and that's harsh. Yeah. Um, I think we pick one more yes. topic. This is you. Here. One more. Hopefully a really funny one. Yeah. And if it's not, we're going to keep drawing. <laughs> yeah, because we've been too serious. All right. I put some funny stuff in there. 
Well, as I'm opening it here. That's yours. <laughs> Sex robots? Yes. <laughs> Sex robots. Yeah, I mean, this was yours, so do tell. <laughs> well, I was watching my main man, Joe Rogan, um, <laughs> either uh, a couple days ago or something, and um, he had an author on his show who is, she's wrote books about like the future and, and the future of sex robots. And um, of course I went down a YouTube uh, path and um, kind of, I've always thought about this and I've actually had some conversations recently, like with some friends of mine about this, the future in general. And I don't think I'll be alive to, to see it. <laughs> Thankfully, cause it's going to be super weird. Um, but at some point in society, you're going to be able to purchase a robot as a companion. And while I think that um, um, men will buy one much more often <laughs> because men are physical weirdos and they, they literally don't need the emotional side of it sometimes, I don't, I don't see the, uh, uh, the female demographic buying up male socks or male robotic uh, sex dolls or sex robots or you know what I mean no any thoughts on this yeah I have a lot of thoughts on it <laughs> I think that um had we gotten to one of my other topics it would have been like the alternative to this which was man chores hmm <laughs> well you definitely could buy a um, I label it sex robots just because that was the topic of what I saw. But, um, you know, the, the author of the book, she had a really good point because Drew Rogan's like, he's like, listen, <laughs> he's like, we all know what individuals do in their own private time. And that's acceptable. But he's like, if you have a robot, that takes it a step further in the <laughs> creepy. You know, and he's he's talked about like that movie. Remember that movie uh, with Joaquin Phoenix uh, called Her? No. I don't know if you ever saw it. But basically, he falls in love with a, um, a computer personality. It's kind of a weird movie, but uh, it's interesting though. Um, but I I've always thought about this, and when I say always, I mean the last couple of years, because I I think that if it's ever affordable, let's say it's fifteen thousand dollars, and you can buy a robot companion, I think the men would buy a lot of them. Totally. And then I wonder, like, okay, what does that do for the human population as far as kids and... Procreation? Procreation, Where? yeah. Um, Decreases. Yeah. And then you think about, like, okay, women won't, women won't buy them strictly for the physical stuff, but they might buy them if they're super realistic and they pretty much can be programmed to be the perfect companion you know, like, I need you to know when I need you to be emotionally invested. I need you to know when I need you to be a man. It's just like, this this world in 150 years is going to be weird as hell. Totally. Um, I'd like to point out that four out of five of your... Topics? Topics got chosen. Eh... Three out of five. I was going to say, I think three out of five. Three out of five. So I just really quick want to recap because we got to end this. We got to wrap it up. The topics that didn't get chosen, and this one is Jason's because all of his were practically chosen, 
is reasons for divorce. Ooh. Mm, yeah. Which maybe we should hold on to and talk to next time. Mm-hmm. Talk about next time. I was actually surprised when I looked it up what the number one is. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. I think a lot of couples like to talk about that. Yeah. It's like a way to air it out. Like, <laughs> listen, motherfucker. It's a way to avoid divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so only one of mine got chosen. So here are the four remaining random thoughts that I put together. 2020 events and gatherings. And I was really hoping with that we talked about concerts because, like, I feel like if we can, like, protest in large gatherings outside, I want fucking large concerts outside, too. So that was my thought on that. Um, Yellowstone. I've just recently become invested in Yellowstone. And it's running my life and my dreams. Um, Man chores. Okay. And then... Blonde versus brunette, long versus short. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. So those are my topics, but none of them got picked because you cheated and well, picked yours. Uh, no, you're the one that cut up, or I should say ripped up the pieces of paper and then didn't tell me how to fold them. Whatever. Um, love you, sweetheart. This was fun. It was nice yeah. to sit down again. We haven't yeah. done it in a while. It's been a while. I'm not going to hold my breath that we're going to do it next week, but, uh... Well. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Steve Felton. Put it out there. In the universe. Put it out into the ether. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Thanks for hanging in. All right. Thanks for listening to Bradley Bust. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Bradley Buzzed.